I would like to welcome all of our listeners to another episode of Next Real Estate Media Podcast. Today, we welcome a very special guest, as always, Neil Schwartz, the owner of Century 21 Masters, correct? That's correct. Very good. Very good. All right, Neil. um, I actually love going into uh, conversations like this where I've never met people before just because it opens up for well that works uh, great because we it, haven't met uh, yeah yeah we, we, we three minutes ago yeah yeah <laughs> and so it just gives a chance to like tell the story <clears throat> of how you got into the real estate uh, how you got into real estate and how you basically got to a point where you now own uh, multiple brokerages if I believe right and so where did it all start where did real estate start an interesting story um, this goes back Probably 1970, 71, 72. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for like 44 years. Uh-huh. I was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a diesel mechanic mm-hmm. and uh, doing a job, wanted to, wanted to serve my country mm-hmm. and uh, was in the Coast Guard, did, enjoyed what I was doing, getting my hands dirty, etc. Mm-hmm. My folks <clears throat> had different ideas for me, but you know, I was, I was a young man. I was, what, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. They wanted something different for me. Mm-hmm. But as a 20 year old, how are they going to, you know, you, yeah. you, know, you have kids, Cameron? No, I don't have oh, kids. Okay. At all. Well, anyway, <laughs> if you have kids, you know, you can't tell them. Anything. Yeah. Did you have kids at the time or I didn't, I didn't have kids, but oh, okay. I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, know, yeah. My parents, my parents wanted to, wanted to put me in a different direction mm-hmm. give me some, some different direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my dad said, my mom and dad got together and they said, uh, um, why don't you come to a real estate school with me? There, mm-hmm. I heard there's a new real estate school, actually Century 21, as it turned out, mm-hmm. uh, was brand new at the time. And um, they, he says, why don't you go to real estate school with me? Because you'll keep me company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in that. You know, they, they're on they commission, and I don't understand the terminology. Uh-huh. And he said, well, I, I kind of want to go, and it's only once a week, and why don't you just keep me company? Mm-hmm. So... I said, okay, you know, I said, you know, I'll go with you. So we went on a Wednesday night mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know, it was 79 or $89 for the class. And my dad had paid the money and mm-hmm. I sat through the class and at the, the one night and, and we're driving home and he says, uh, so what'd you think? You know, did you like it? Mm-hmm. I said, I knew I was right, dad. He says, but why? He says, I hated it. This is terrible. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to. I don't want to work on commission. I want to get a paycheck. I want to have insurance. I, I don't. I don't want to do this. And he said, "Oh man, um, well, I paid for this. I said, do, do us a favor, my mom and dad. Do us a favor. Go to three classes, three weeks. Keep me company. If at the end of three weeks you hate it, I won't bug you anymore. So it was. It was an eight-week class. I said, okay." So I, I went with him mm-hmm. for the next three classes, and at the end of the third class, I was completely hooked. Really? Completely hooked. What I was hooked about it, and I kind of started to understand the vocabulary and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. but what I was hooked about, and it's driven me my entire career, is that the effort that I put forth, I will get paid back mm-hmm. for. So. So when you work a job, you, get, you work for 40 hours, you get paid for your 40 hours. If you work 44 hours, you get a little overtime. But, mm-hmm. but nothing, man, if I put in 40, 50 hours, 60 hours selling houses, mm-hmm. and I hustle and I do this, I, I can make some pretty serious money. Right. And in fact, that's why, how it's worked out. Mm-hmm. So interesting story. Um, I got hooked. I continued the class. I finished everything. I went and got my real estate license and, and went into real estate. And mm-hmm. I guess it was 1973 or, ni- yeah, I guess it was 1973. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad never finished. Really? My dad never finished the course. He never took the test. He only went to help me get started. Uh, did he do that intentionally for you? or 100%. Did, really? 100%. Interesting. 100%. Never. I mean, he would dabble in real estate and he would buy trustees and he would buy a few pieces of property along the way. Not Nothing big. Mm-hmm. Uh, through his whole career, through his life. But he never, his whole thing was to get me started in real estate. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad, um, That's they put me on that path. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's been phenomenal. And that was early 20s or 20 years I old? I was... 
basically 20 years old yeah when you were i mean because this this question like helps out for a lot of like millennials um especially like me like going through like everything that i went through and i have a lot of friends that are still in that mode where they're in their mid-20s or early 20s and they're like what do i do but but it's it's crazy because every single one of us we want to have an impact i hear that like word being thrown around all the time among my friends it's like uh, I have a friend that works for Oracle, and he's exactly my age, 26, 27. Sure. And I asked him, keep in mind, like, he's one of the top salesmen there. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, well, like, is that what you're going to do, like, forever? Like, because they, they keep offering him promotions, and he sure. keeps turning it down. And so he's like, well, I, I just feel like I'm not making an impact. Okay. And so, like, when you were in your 20s, did you feel kind of like, where do I go? Or I'm like, very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along my early career, somebody asked a question. I don't know if it was in a book or one of my mentors, maybe even my folks. I I don't remember. But it was, if money wasn't an object Mm -hmm. and you had all the money that you needed for your life, for your family, for your kids, for your kids' education, for Mm -hmm. your retirement all the money, Mm -hmm. how would you spend the rest of your life? Mm. And immediately, in milliseconds, I said, helping men and women in the real estate business, Mm. learn how to list, learn how to sell, brokers learn how to do what they do. I learned this very early on, Mm -hmm. and it became clear to me. It sounds corny, Mm -hmm. it sounds cliche-ish, but I was lucky that early on in my career, I got what turned me on. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of my career, my job is to help real estate agents, real estate brokers, real estate managers, whatever they, wherever their walk of life, Mm -hmm. help them grow their business, do something. Now, Mm -hmm. I'll do this for free. What's neat is I get paid really well (laughs) (laughs) for for doing this. So I kind of like being a teacher, but being a teacher didn't pay that well financially because I wanted the reward and the gratification of teaching, Mm -hmm. coaching at the same time I wanted some money, and that became the work I do in the real estate business. But I had to pay the price. This is where I think... I'm not going to label millennials or not millennials. I, I think this is some of just people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that they want to get the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. I had to pay a price. And it, to me, this was a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. It was never a sprint. Mm-hmm. So when people say, well, you grind it out, I don't consider it grinding out. Mm-hmm. I have a job to do. I get up every single day to do my job. Mm-hmm. And that's my focus, my consistency, my commitment, my trying to get better, the books I read, the opportunities I have here with you, mm-hmm. learning from other people, learning from mentors. I mean, and then taking that yeah. and turning it around and sharing that right. with others. Did you ever have days that it was like tough to get up and... How about, if, how about every day? It's oh, tough really? every day. It's tough every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Every day is difficult, but you have to have something compelling Mm -hmm. to to get you up. If if the only reason you're going to work is to pay your house payment or pay your car payment or make make enough money to take everybody on a Disney cruise, (laughs) that's not going to throw you out of bed in the morning. What you have to do is you have to create goals and dreams and... and, um, Things for yourself in life, not not necessarily a house or a boat or a car, mm-hmm. but but things that throw you out of bed mm-hmm. in the morning. So I give you an example. Mm-hmm. This was a little bit later in life, but what I wanted was I made some commitments to my children, and the commitments were that I would pay for their college education. Mm-hmm. You get the grades, you get the SAT scores, you do your job, mm-hmm. and you won't have to worry about paying for the school of your choice. Mm. Okay? 
And then I calculated what I just committed to. (laughs) (laughs) I did the math on it. I really, so it came out to, so, okay, typical college at the time was about $50,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Four years is $200,000. I got four kids is $800,000. Okay. And then you have to pay taxes on that. So it was actually about, I had to earn a million two in taxable income to put away the 800. Now I didn't need the 800,000 in cash today, mm-hmm. but I need, my kids were younger and I had to earn enough money so that that money was always there. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. as a dad, as a dad, when I make a promise to one of my kids and I can't fulfill that promise, mm-hmm. I would melt. Mm. It would, that's, that really cuts through to, to my core. So what got me out of bed was thinking to myself, okay, I made a promise to my children that if they get what they're supposed to get, so I would, this is my visual. Mm-hmm. One of my kids got the great SATs. Mm-hmm. They got all the, 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 the grade point averages that they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And they applied to Stanford or Cal or or you, of uh, Harvard, whatever the school was. Mm-hmm. And they applied, and they got in. Mm-hmm. And they come home and, Dad, Dad, look, look, I got into Stanford. Isn't that great? And I go, yeah, that was fantastic. And they'd say, well, I need a check for $50,000 by <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. And I would think to myself, I don't have the money. Mm. And how would that make me feel? Mm. As a dad, I'd melt. So I had that vision always that they would do their job and I would fail at my job, which threw me out of bed in the morning, mm-hmm. even on the days I didn't want to do what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that was my visual for, gosh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. I was, was going to say, that's a pretty big why to, yeah. to, to get out of bed. Let me tell you. Let yeah. me tell you, you yeah. know, you, you don't want to disappoint my kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to disappoint anyone. I don't want to disappoint my salespeople. Mm-hmm. But I s- certainly, if I make a promise to my kids, man, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. And, and I share that with my uh, sales associates mm-hmm. to try to find something that they can grasp onto mm-hmm. like that. Maybe not that, but something like that mm-hmm. that, that will throw them out of bed yeah. on the days they don't want to get up and do their job. Yeah. Yeah. So no, most definitely. now, are there days that 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 didn't even work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to get you have to get into action. Mm-hmm. And there were days I wasn't into action, but there were far more days I was in action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, most definitely. I read of a I read a book, uh, the uh, uh, Compound Effect by sure. uh, Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy. Yeah. yeah. He had a similar similar stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, because I know he like blew up in the real estate. I think that's where he was like, that was his first. I was just sharing a story about him Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. uh, with one of my, with one of the people I coach. And I think it, I think his deal was he just took on um, doing a hundred no's a day. Mm. If he did a hundred, if he got, he was out in the field getting a hundred no's a day, there'd be enough yeses in those hundred no's (laughs) that he'd make a really nice living. And he made more than a nice living. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and almost definitely he did. Yeah, for for people that are, uh, I would say like for how how would you be able to? Because you said you were lucky to get into uh, the industry like early and find out that thing my, that my folks helped me. Right, yeah, right, sure. right, right. Well, what about somebody that's not so like dabbling in everything? Because I really feel that that's like like 90%, 95% of millennials are, are really trying to have a huge impact on the world now just because the internet, I mean, you could see what people are doing in Australia and Europe. And so like those, those millennials that have um, that, you know, work ethic to get into something, they just don't know what it is. And so, so that's a, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. No question about it. I, um, I had, my folks that were my mentors, if you will, mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would say that um, 
my education right now is reading books mm-hmm. and ex- a, uh, uh, exposing myself to many different things. YouTube, I use YouTube like uh, like I used to use books. You know, I used to read all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. You, you know, reading biographies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is to look and see what others are doing that interest you. Mm. And then go down that road. You shared something with me, mm-hmm. uh, if, if I might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just a yeah, couple minutes ahead. ago as we got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know you from anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you know, I'd asked you a couple questions when we got together, which is what I do. And you had shared with me that uh, you were doing some real estate stuff. And that just didn't speak to you at the level you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And you went in a, you were doing a few other things and a few other things and this grew together and this grew together and then you put this together and this together and then now here you are, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. We have to do more of that. Right. Not with the I want the billion dollars and I want the New York Stock Exchange ringing the bell, <laughs> yeah. okay? That's not the goal. The journey is the goal. Uh, what yeah. speaks to you? Making money in real estate you thought was in I was I'm, I don't want to put words in your no 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 That's you exactly right. thought spoke to you mm-hmm. but it wasn't that vehicle it's more this vehicle and and maybe at the end of the day this isn't even the vehicle yeah. but you're on a path yeah get on a path mm-hmm. have a great work ethic mm-hmm. expose yourself to many opportunities and and great people mm-hmm. um. You went to work for a company, mm-hmm. I would suspect in large part, in some part, maybe not large part, because of the way the financial numbers kind of looked as opposed to who's really doing what I want to do and let me follow mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had one of my mentors is Anthony Robbins in that, in that early on in my career reading some of his books. He said, Find somebody doing what you want to do mm-hmm. and emulate them. Mm-hmm. Not because of the money, but because you want to do that, that work. Right, right. And once you're on the path to that work. So so I, I knew the company you were working for before you told me the company you were working for. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the MO of that organization. Mm-hmm. We have people that don't go to work for us because we don't pay the perceived highest money mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, our agents earn more money faster than the average agents in any of our markets and stay the long. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we help them. I'm focused on you making money. If you're right. not making, I wouldn't let you hang around for a year right. not making any money. No way. Right. That's not, that doesn't do you or me any good. That's a great commercial. Yeah. Okay. You know, where where <laughs> yeah. were you? Well, I was at that company for a year. I didn't make any money. I don't think yeah. that's a good commercial for me. What do you think? <laughs> no, most definitely. Yeah. I've, I've always had that thought, like being in the real estate, because I mean, I, it's going on uh, my fifth year, like it, just in the industry. And I've always had that thought. I'm like, wow, like if, if, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like a lot of um, brokerages are like, uh, um, agent volume happy. Like mm-hmm. they're like, let me get as many agents as I can. Mm-hmm. The numbers are going to play out. Mm-hmm. Some are going to close, some are not. Mm-hmm. And you know, just the more we bring in, more we, uh, more money comes in. I can see and, where you could see that. Right. Absolutely. Right. Sure. And in my mind, cause I, I challenged my broker at the first office that I was with. Mm-hmm. And I said like, wait, like instead of like increasing agents next year, like why don't you really focus on the ones you have and like try to- Per person production. Yeah. yeah, How do I help you make your next deal? So here's an interesting thought. Every agent in our company is focused on one thing this week. Mm -hmm. Get a listing, get a listing sold, get a sales contract. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it, and, and we- give you the activities, we show you the activities, we train you the act- activities, we tell you what to say and how to say it at a really high level, mm-hmm. who to talk to, etc. Mm-hmm. And every week we're having this conversation. Okay, how did last week go? <laughs> well, I got this and I did this or oh, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you do what you were supposed to do? So we walk you through those activities. If you had somebody like that for the last 52 weeks, mm-hmm. 
you'd have done some business. Right, right. <laughs> maybe not as much as you'd like to or the vision. Mm-hmm. And some people are better than others. But we're focused on helping you. We don't let a week go by. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're not making money, and see, and th- this is in our business. If you're not making money, we're not making any money. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's that simple. I don't make money on rent and I don't make money on classes and I don't, I, I only make money when you make money. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. You win, I win. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, so true. I've always, uh, when I was, uh, I d- so that year that I didn't close anything, all I was doing was reading books. And okay. I was reading like sales books, negotiation are, books, brand. That's great. Yeah, everything. And I started to figure out like, because obviously they use a lot of examples of people who were very successful in in those books, mm-hmm. if the author wasn't a success already. And um, what I came to find out was like, there, there's like this. <laughs> I, I kind of like patted myself on the back for it. I figured out like there's like a pyramid to money, to where a lot of people. I feel like a 99% of people, people at the bottom, uh, like an upside down triangle. A lot of people are running to the right where the money's at. But I figured out that money's running to something. And so I figured out that money attracts to value. And so I'm like, instead of running to money, why not go get value or produce something that's valuable to people and then money's gonna come to you. Mm -hmm. And so so like that's why, when when this company that we do like that's the whole reason why I do these mm-hmm. things because what you have to say out of your 44 years of experience in the real estate game is going to hit someone some person I hope so yeah that I is so. that needs that little extra right. umph to you know well, that's why I'm giving this hour mm-hmm. you know I mean I my hour is a valuable hour mm-hmm. you know that, I'm, what I do is is pretty important for the people I do it for mm-hmm. but I want to I want to leverage that a little bit and right. talk to a few more people. So when I when you you approached me, I said, "Yeah, like yeah. you know, there was a quick quick decision." Yeah. And if I can help one more person get it, great. Mm-hmm. If that one more person wants to work with us, even better. But if they choose not to, then it it it's okay. We we our our mo is we give away our stuff with the idea that you can't give away a kindness without it coming back at mm-hmm. you. Definitely and that, and, and I built a, a phenomenal organization with phenomenal people mm-hmm. with that basic yeah. premise. Right, right. Right. When you, so going back to when you like first got into the game, what was, what was one of the biggest like roadblocks that you encountered mm-hmm. that, that, um, that you obviously like overcame? Oh. Good question. Um, and I think you can relate to this, mm-hmm. my age. Because mm-hmm. I was 20, 21, 22 years old. When 20, 21, 22 years old was very young mm-hmm. coming into this mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. My um, contemporaries weren't that young. I mean, I was in the military at the time I started in real estate. Mm-hmm. And I uh, wasn't out, I didn't get out of the military until 74. Mm. Um, and then I got licensed, I think, 73 or 74. So it was like the end of 74 or early 75. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew this you know, hope from my dad, you know, going to this, But I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. 21 years old, and I'm telling people to buy these expensive homes, <laughs> and I'm giving it, 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 financing advice, <laughs> right. and I'm trying to explain stuff, and they're looking at me. Now, look. I had no college education. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I had one semester of college in my entire career. Mm. Um, I raised rank. You know, I came out of the, the Coast Guard in E5. So I, I, in, in, in four years, which was pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, moving up rank quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't an officer. I, I you know, wasn't a commissioned officer. I didn't get a field commission. I was a petty officer. I mm-hmm. mean, I was just a, a, a grunt, mm-hmm. more, more or less. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was an age issue. Mm-hmm. It was an it was, and I had to be a little more professional, mm-hmm. dressed a little bit nicer. You know, these guys that are wearing uh, jeans with holes <laughs> in them and t-shirts that, uh, you know, <laughs> okay, maybe I'm looking a little bit stuffy, but mm-hmm. you know, I got to tell you, I think you overdress for a situation. I can always right. take my jacket off. Right. But I came in here, I didn't know. 
dressed to present. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could take my tie off. I could take my jacket off. I can roll my sleeves up, but I can't put a tie back on and I can't put a jacket mm-hmm. back on. Mm-hmm. And if I'm walking into a corporate boardroom and they're dressed and I'm not, I got a problem. Right. Okay. So it was a youth issue. Mm-hmm. And how I overcome it, how I overcame it, was knowing what to say and how to say it, practice my scripts, practice my dialogues, mm-hmm. uh, knew my product, uh, previewed property all the time. I mean, you, I knew what was going on in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that helped me sound more professional. Uh, it helped me to seem more knowledgeable and read books. And did not, we didn't have the computers like we have today. Right, I mean, right, right. We have amazing information today i have nothing right i had a mls i had a thick mls <laughs> you know open it up turn the page turn the page <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> it was it was it was nuts yeah i've i've spoken to some some older real estate agents and they were like yeah it's not it oh. wasn't that it was like a big basically like a huge rolodex of all the listings that well were, in our market it right. was a, it was a a book about an inch inch and a half thick mm-hmm. and it was broken up by city listed oh, by gosh. price and it had one black and white photo of each property and then some information so on each page you had either four or six depending on the size of the mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. four to six properties on each page That's... and i'm telling you is this thick yeah. <laughs> did you take that like oh and you... every week we... you got a new one oh Every week, you, yeah, every week, that was the big deal. At, on Friday, around 2 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you they drop ship <laughs> <laughs> these multiple listing books to all the offices. Oh, you know, and if there was 10 agents in one office and 20 in another, you know, they'd stack them up there, and then uh-huh. you'd take your book and then go mark it up for your weekend showings. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, you get a new book. That's so crazy. <laughs> so they would take okay. out all. They would add the new listings and mm-hmm. take out all the sales and all the the expires. Yeah. and different properties. Yeah, like that. that's. I can't even yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We did that all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, for years. But what is what is what do you think is uh, uh let me see what do you think is a major um I would say challenge for the real estate industry as a whole. Like, what's one thing that you see that it's a, a um, like a reoccurring challenge that a lot of real estate agents are having, and how? What's your maybe thought process on on solving that problem? It's too easy to get in the business. You said it's too easy it's to too get too easy to get in the business. It's too easy to get in the business. Mm. The agents aren't. They're not taking. They don't take it seriously. Mm. Hey, this is a way I can make hundred thousand dollars. I'll make two hundred thousand dollars. You know, I'll sit in the office. I'll get a few phone calls. I'll show a few pieces of property. Ooh, cool, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 too easy, and the failure rate is gigantic, right. gigantic. So uh, so I think it's too easy to get in the business, mm-hmm. and I think some offices are people mills where they just keep hiring, hiring, hiring. Mm-hmm. You know, would it surprise you to know that in most of the offices in my market, which is a good part of Southern California, mm-hmm. certainly from Los Angeles on the north mm-hmm. to um, Mission Viejo on the south and into Corona mm-hmm. on that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Would, it, would it surprise you that if I told you that half of the real estate agents, more than half mm-hmm. of the real estate agents in every office haven't made a dollar in 12 months? Half of them? Uh-huh. More than half. Well, that's crazy. Mo- more than half. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get the statistics all the time. Okay, uh-huh. and well, we never saw those twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But we today, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're there. I can show you page after page of agents that have made no money in twelve months, and yet they're members of the multiple listing service. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. Yeah, and that goes back to it's too easy to. It's too easy to get in, mm-hmm. and then the failure rate's really high, mm-hmm. and so the brokers don't require. Um, a higher level of professionalism, as an example. So when you were in the business, mm-hmm. how many properties a week did your broker tell you, suggest to you, recommend to you to preview on a weekly basis physically? Not in the book, not in the MLS, but mm-hmm. to physically go see. Mm. They talk about this I at don't. all? Maybe they talked about the caravans, but or, okay. not so much like me personally. Like yeah. he, he never said, like, you know what? Like go, Cameron, go yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. So... We teach, look, don't get me wrong, not everybody does this, Mm -hmm. all right? We teach you to go see five houses a day, five days a week in your markets, Mm. 
Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you went to see five houses a day in your general market, I don't mean from El Monte to Corona. Mm -hmm. You know, let's take Walnut, Diamond Bar, Chino Hills. Five houses a day, and you went and sell that five days a week, that's Mm -hmm. 25 houses, Mm -hmm. and you did that for 40 weeks, that's 1,000 houses. If you thought 1,000 houses in the last 12 months in your marketplace, how well would you know your market? Man, I would know every home. If I was at an open house and someone walked in, they were like, oh, yeah, we were looking at this home. I was like, yeah, I was there the other day. (laughs) Exactly. Simple. Uh Simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if that would definitely help if if I was just one small thing that we ask our people to do mm-hmm. and, and not everyone does it and not and and when they do some they you know I mean we, we work really hard on it but the ones that do it on a regular basis and they've seen 600 to a thousand houses in a year mm-hmm. their confidence level mm-hmm. goes up. <laughs> They know what's going on in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. When a client talks to them, they can talk with confidence to the client. Mm-hmm. The client goes, whoa, that person knows something. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's when they the, the agent says, hmm, you know, maybe I can do something here. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of knowledge on the financing. You get a little knowledge on the scripts and dialogues. Mm-hmm. You know how to price a piece of property a little bit. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you got something. Right. Right. For, yeah, that's interesting. For for like any for any real estate agent, like either coming into the game or maybe he's trying to. I have a big belief that like, so I came from the sports world, mm-hmm. and I'm a big like win. Like you have to win. It's mm-hmm. black and white. You either win or you lose. I get it. And so, um, for any real estate agents that are in the game or brand new to the game, what do you think is the most important skill that they have to have in order to? become any sort of success at whatever they want in the real estate room? Well, I don't think it's one skill. Just like sports is not one skill. Mm-hmm. If you, basketball, yeah. football? Basketball, football, and baseball. Those okay. Are, yeah. okay. If, if you were the best three-point free shorter, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. but you couldn't dribble the ball, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Big deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah. You know, if, if every time you got at bat, if it was at this spot on the plate, mm-hmm. you could hit a home run. But boy, if it was one inch to the left, <laughs> yeah. you know, you struck out yeah. every time. Okay. How valuable would you be? Right. So you got to run the bases. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to get the signals if the if the coach is doing the signals. If you're playing football on the field, they're calling the plays. Mm-hmm. You, you got to know the game. Mm-hmm. You gotta have uh, what do they call it? Field IQ. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. You have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to know the plays. You have to drill. You have to be a team member. You have to be a team player. Mm-hmm. You you could be the best free throw player in the world, but if you don't share the ball with anybody, mm-hmm. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna. We can't pay you. Right. Right. You, right. you could shoot the ball the best of anyone, but mm-hmm. if you never share the ball. <laughs> It'd be tough to play with it. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. In real estate, it's the same kind of business. Mm-hmm. Starting with just knowing your inventory. Mm-hmm. S- simple. I mean, it doesn't get any more simpler mm-hmm. than just going and seeing the property. Now, someone would say to me, well, but Neil, I can see the property on the internet. Look, I, there's there's 100 properties, mm-hmm. 70 properties for every listing. Mm-hmm. I would know everything that, you know, I'll just flip through it. No. So let me ask you, Cameron, did you ever ever see a piece of property that um, backed up to giant power lines and those power lines were in the the, uh, the MLS shot? Mm -mm. Usually agents try to avoid putting them in. Interesting. (laughs) So if I have a client that says to me, look, I want a three-bedroom, two-bath house. I want a tile roof. You know, I want it on a little bit of a cul-de-sac. You know, I'd like this and I'd like that. But man, it cannot back up to the power lines. That mm. is not something. Don't won't put me there. Don't take me there. Mm-hmm. You know, the last agent did, and I fired him immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going. You're not previewing property. You're going through all. The, 
first house you take this guy to, you drive because you haven't previewed. <laughs> Very right? true. You, yeah. you go through the through the things. You know, you see the power lines over there, but nah, they're over there. The house is over here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boom, 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 boom. Three blocks away, you pull right up to a piece of property, and what's standing behind you oh, is Southern California Edison <laughs> in all its glory. Yeah. <laughs> Client fires you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Preview property. Mm-hmm. You can't see it in the video. Mm-hmm. You can't see it in a. And, uh, you, you know, I mean, the guy, the guy, with all due respect, the drone, you're in the drone business. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you're not taking shots of the, right. you're, you've turned the drone around. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Usually I have a lot of clients that are like, hey, you know, there's, the, uh, we were actually in Marina Valley the other day mm-hmm. and uh, the, the real estate agent was like, do your best to, yeah, yeah. you know, avoid the yeah, power And the lines. trash cans and the, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the neck and you know what, look, don't take the next door neighbor. <laughs> you know, that place is a disaster. <laughs> no one's going to come to see that house. Right, right. You, you got to preview property. So mm-hmm. it's the simple things, preview property, know what to say, mm-hmm. how to say it. Of the three sales skills, uh, prospect, present, and close. Mm. The three mo- the three important things that you're going to do. Yeah. The most important of the three is to present. If you know what to say and how to say it at a really high level in a presentation, mm-hmm. you're going to be excited to prospect. Right. And what's the end to a great presentation is a natural close. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the most important thing is your presentation. Yet, most agents wing it. Mm. They wing it because... Well, I don't want to sound like a robot. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't sound like a robot if you're practiced. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But if you're not practiced, you sound like you're reading the script. You sound like you don't know what to say and mm-hmm. how to say it. Mm-hmm. So so th- those are two very, very, very basic things mm-hmm. that most new agents won't do because previewing property doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't see the logic, mm-hmm. but I hope I shown that to you right, 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 and learning the scripts and dialogues know what to say and how to say it builds confidence mm-hmm. so I, I have confidence because I previewed the properties mm-hmm. and I have confidence because I know what to say and how to say it mm-hmm. now I come across as a knowledgeable competent mm-hmm. competitor mm-hmm. as compared to the agent goes well it's in here in the MLS somewhere I'm <laughs> sure I have I'm sure it's someplace yeah yeah. can, can you relate to some of this yeah, so yeah, yeah. Cameron let me ask you a question Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second. yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you had a guy like me helping you your first year of real estate, mm-hmm. doing some of the things that I'm talking about, would that first year have been a little bit different? I would say so. Yeah, because I was one of those. I was one of those. I was just looking for the, the 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 spark, so to say. Uh-huh. I was one of those guys that I'm like, because when I went to my mentors, I was like. Just show me what to do, <laughs> like, and I'll do it. Like, but, but if they said, no. "I bet you," defense of them at some level, mm-hmm. maybe they said, "Go preview property someplace along the line." They said, "Know your market," mm-hmm. but they like they didn't they like tell me specific. Yeah, they right. didn't tell me specifics. Okay. This is know your market, mm-hmm. but I bring it because I do, I get that a lot of agents don't connect know your market mm-hmm. to preview property mm-hmm. and actually physically go visit it and mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. why because the cameraman isn't going to put the power lines yeah. in in the shot yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh-huh. it's just not mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. i don't need to I, you know yeah no it's truth i love like I, like i was one of those guys too where it's like just tell me the truth like i always even right now um i'm i'm like in search of business mentors not only like marketing company like people who run like marketing sure, companies sure. on a yeah multi-million dollar level but also um just business mentors people who like just understand business just because i'm like such like in business i'm like just tell me what's wrong with the business i'll fix it trust me i got enough work ethic to mm-hmm. go in there and fix Great. fix 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 and so um yeah and so like like i said i was i was one of those guys that that I was like, just tell me, like, just show me the guide. I'm going to go do it. And so, um, but yeah, it was, it was, what you said, it was a lot more detailed on like, you know, here's practical. This is what you should be right. doing every single and week. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's what newer agents, new agents, newer agents, agents that want to, that have, some agents are, are very lucky. They got into a niche kind of a market. They did some cool things for a little period of time. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden what they were doing isn't working and they're mm-hmm. not changing. Mm-hmm. 
and we help them too. Right. And you know, our thing is also to take agents that are that are stuck. Right. You know, the agents that are making 200, 250, 300, 350,000 good good producing agents, mm-hmm. but they're stuck. Mm-hmm. And they want to get to 500, 800, a million dollars. You know, the big question in real estate, how to get me to a million dollars. Well, that's what we do. Right. We can help an agent, not just a new agent, but we can take midline and higher producing agents and mm-hmm. do. I have the reputation of doing that with our organization, mm-hmm. getting them to a million, million and a half $2 million in gross commission income mm-hmm. on an annual basis and not killing themselves. And not buying a bunch of leads. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of change, like with with technology, obviously mm-hmm. where it's at and it's constantly changing. How does how does a real estate agent adapt to that? And and how do they like implement now? I mean, the, it, it's, I think it's going to segue perfectly into like the lead generation and all those all those good things that uh, technology and gives us access to. With technology here, like how does someone? Um, transition and maybe implement technology into their business in order to enhance it? We have to do some of this, mm-hmm. okay? Technology isn't the end-all, the be-all. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. And agents that get into that trap, but they don't know how to sell, mm-hmm. it's, it's a real issue, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Agents who know how to sell and don't embrace some technology, it, that's an issue, but give me an agent who knows how to sell and I can add a little technology to them, watch out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but if you give me an agent who doesn't know how to sell, it's a very, very difficult process. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to sell. They don't know how to follow up. They don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. They don't have product knowledge. It's a lot of uh, um, uh, uh. It, it, it's, it's a very, very difficult process. Right. But you give me a, a salesperson or somebody who wants to be a salesperson, mm-hmm. wants to understand, you know, it's, everything is selling. Everything comes down to selling. And their best friend is that telephone. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is great. This is a wonderful medium. The camera is great. The mm-hmm. computer is great. We're going to mm-hmm. go on YouTube and mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Facebook and, uh, mm-hmm. and Instagram and all those things. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I don't pick up the phone and call you and work to set an appointment to make a sale, mm-hmm. you know, this didn't happen without Dan walking in mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I got an X, Y, and Z. Can mm-hmm. we do something like that? Mm-hmm. Great. We texted, we connected, we did, and we're here. Yeah. Wouldn't happen any other way except for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Very true. Shout okay. out to Dan Tran, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very appreciative of, of him for setting this whole thing up. Um, what's it called? Because you, you, you actually <laughs> spoken a lot about like <laughs> almost every single process of <laughs> of real estate when it comes to like, um, like mindset, so to stay. And then, and then, and then practical advice for, for real estate agents to, um, you know, implement into their business. I was speaking to touch on what you just said about like the sales. I was speaking to another agent and he was like, I was asking him like lead generation. Like, where do you get, where do you get leads? Like, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? And he was like, you know what? He's like, it's not really about that. He's like, if I don't know how to convert, He's like, what's the use of all those? Right. Yeah. Leads. Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's we teach where to find them, mm-hmm. how to talk to them, how to follow them up, how to turn that. See, lead generation is one aspect. Mm-hmm. Follow up sets the appointments. Let me share something. Big point. No appointments, no money. Mm. Mm-hmm. No appointments. No money. Mm-hmm. That's what we teach. Mm-hmm. So if if you're not in an appointment, if you're not out showing property, if you're not on a listing appointment, if you're not meeting a for sale by owner, if you're not going to see an expired, mm-hmm. if you're not calling an NOD to, to set an appointment, mm-hmm. you're not going to get paid next week. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You've got to be on an appointment in order to get the contracts moving. Now, some agents, a few, make these appointments over the phone. Mm -hmm. But most of us don't. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Most of us are in in an office environment meeting with the client mm-hmm. or in their home meeting with the client or in an open house meeting with the client. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. those are appointments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no appointment, no money. Yeah. How did, how did you, like, I know you've been in the game for a really long time. Um, how did you get like this? Like, how did you get, you know, <sighs> Again, mindset? Again, I got lucky. All right. <laughs> Early on in my career, I met Mike Ferry. No, really. Very. I met Mike Ferry probably in 74 or 75. Mm. And it was just a happenstance. My broker at the time brought him in to talk to the group. Mm -hmm. And he talked about some stuff. And what he had to say made so much business sense to me. Mm. It was all from a business perspective. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so what I did was um, I I got exposed him Mm -hmm. and his thought process and it's actually been we've been connected for 40 something years uh learning mentoring you know getting information i mean look you know i take information from anthony robbins and mike ferry um uh chris voss uh chris voss uh, wrote the book uh uh, don't split the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, D- Daryl Hardy, um, you know, there's there's a number of those guys. But I would say probably the guy that had the most influence on me was uh, was Mike Ferry mm. in terms of the day to day business uh, approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very interesting. And got, and that's, that's why I say I got lucky because his was a very systemic business approach. Mm-hmm. If you do this over this period of time. This way, more or less, you will get this result. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's right. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happened. Now we have to modify it. We have to do some other things. We have to bring some other um, social media in slightly. And we mm-hmm. have to do, make sure we know our statistics mm-hmm. and the different things that are going on in the marketplace. But in terms of picking up the phone, another one is... Um, Jeb Blunt, uh, who's, who wrote the book Fanatical Prospecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, those yeah. guys and, 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 um, are just important in the sales world for, mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and, and in turn for my, my salespeople. Did you always know that or, or like when you first started real estate in your, in your early 20s, did you know you were going to get to this point? No, I'm mm-hmm. way beyond what I thought I Oh, really? Way beyond. Yeah. Do you consider yourself successful? Yes. Like, oh, really? I, I consider myself um, a success in this business, a mm-hmm. success in that I can help people, a success that uh, we, we've done decently well financially. Um, you know, no ego. I work every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm concerned every day, and mm-hmm. I watch the market every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but no other business would have ever given me and my family, what we have today, except for real estate, the opportunity, the opportunities are there. Not, not just for me, mm-hmm. for everyone, mm-hmm. for everyone, for you, and you were doing what it, the other stuff that you were doing, for my sales associates, for the my my staff, everyone. The opportunity is there. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And then you need to be a little bit conservative with it. You know, don't put it all on red. Mm-hmm. Don't put it all on black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, keep, you know, the, the market goes up, keep some of it. The mm-hmm. market goes down, keep some of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't put it bit. all back in. <laughs> yeah. You know, those are all the kinds of things. Work, uh, work, good, hard work ethic, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is what I do. And then certainly in the beginning, I, this is probably another thing uh, very early on. Almost no agent would beat me to the office in the morning, mm. and almost no agent would go home later than me. Now, it's at the time I felt like it was a badge of honor. It cost me some of my relationships and cost me a marriage, and I don't recommend that right. today. Right. Um, but it was part of my work ethic. It was part of who I was. I mean, I outworked, and and generally still today outwork most of my competitors right what do you think is harder um reaching success or sustaining success probably the sustaining really yeah because there's a 
there's a word that gets all of us, and it's called complacency. Mm. And it gets all of us all the way along the road. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I describe it this way. You're prospecting. You're working hard. You're showing property. You're writing contracts. You're doing deals. Mm-hmm. You get an extra ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. You've been doing all the stuff you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's 50000 Whatever the number is for you. And then you take the proverbial deep breath and you go, okay, I could relax for a minute. Mm. That's the kiss of death. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Every time I've done that in my career, it's gone. Mm. And I don't pull back. I I still look like I'm working hard, Mm -hmm. but that intensity that focus, that consistency, mm-hmm. that making sure that I work the hours I'm supposed to work, I made the calls I was supposed to make, mm-hmm. I touched the people I was supposed to touch, mm-hmm. backs off slightly, mm-hmm. slightly. I, I suspect you have that in your life. You know, if you get, if, if your nut is is X, mm-hmm. and you make your nut, you know, you, what you need to earn for the month, mm-hmm. and a couple dollars more, you, you. you you know, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can kind of breathe a little mm-hmm. bit. That's what I'm talking about. It's that mm-hmm. at that moment, and that's why it's harder to stay there mm-hmm. than it is to get there. Right. And then you start to slide back. Mm-hmm. When you start to slide back, then you need momentum to get you going. And sometimes, some people don't have momentum. The complacency stays with them until they hit some plateau where they're just either out of the business or they're such financial trouble they've got to get going again. Mm-hmm. And the energy to get going sometimes is way more. Right. It's easier to stay in momentum mm-hmm. than it is. It's like riding a bicycle. It's like riding a bicycle. You come come down a hill, you got a little momentum, could be a, a, a slight hill, mm. and um, even though the hill goes up a little bit and you're still pedaling, you're okay. Yeah. But if you come down to the bottom of the hill and there's a stop sign, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then the, it turns green and you have to start again. Mm-hmm. It's a bear. Right. It's a bear to <laughs> get true. going again. <laughs> it's right. It doesn't even have to be a big incline. It's just a little incline. Yeah. That's yeah. a bear. Yeah. Get a downshift uh-huh. and figure out how to get going and yeah. push it. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've noticed that. It's business. Yeah. I've noticed that in the I'm I'm really into like health and like keeping mm-hmm. you know the 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 athletic body that I've mm-hmm. created from gen, uh, from uh, playing sports, and those days that man those days when you know you gain like three pounds of muscle or right. five pounds of muscle you start to see that extra you know mm-hmm. little shred or whatever it is in the body and then that day comes along where it's like you don't really feel like it or maybe and, you just got a little cold yeah. Get a little cold, and you mm-hmm. just say, "You know what? I'm not going to do it today. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. It's Sunday exactly. anyway. Exactly. I'm not gonna, I don't need to do it on Sunday." <laughs> yeah. And you don't feel, and then maybe tomorrow, you know, maybe something happened. You got a flat tire. You couldn't get to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and etc. Okay, not not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So by Wednesday, hi. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What, you what mean. do I have to do? Yeah. Get up when? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was this? Yeah. <laughs> And it's tough too. Like it's like it's it's even more tough. Like when you just get out of sync and 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 I, I think a lot of like discipline goes into that. Um, just making sure that when you hear that that voice inside your head where it's like ah oh, no you you know you know look where you got like right. you're you're good you so know be careful you're, you're, with the be careful with complacency right. So it's hard to get going, mm-hmm. and it takes a there's a lot of days where you just have um, um, blind faith. A lot mm-hmm. of days you have blind faith. Mm-hmm. But I believe at the end of the day, it's easier to have more days of blind faith and just continue doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it right. than when you get the levels of complacency. You got a few extra dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, your you know, your family's expecting you home a little right. bit earlier. Right. You know, your wife says, Hey, you know, I mean, do you really need to work till six tonight? <laughs> Couldn't you be home at five thirty? Yeah. Yeah. You know, not a lot, not a big deal, mm-hmm. but you know, it's those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You do that one night, you do it two nights. Right. Um 
Right, almost definitely. I know it's I know it's getting close to the uh uh, uh to three p.m. I know you're a busy man. Um, I would want to go into like work life balance because me like not having kids, not being in a relationship, like I can't imagine like me just trying to balance health and and wealth. Like it's such a you know it takes a lot of work. But I mean, if you want to live the life that you want, it's going to be difficult. And so I can't imagine throwing like a like like family in there like i mean because i you know i you well you can't until the time you can until yeah. it's important to you mm -hmm. right now it's not important to you mm -hmm. don't worry about it mm -hmm. that'd be my suggestion mm -hmm. when it's important to you then you will make time for it mm -hmm. it's all about what is important to you right. don't don't look in my opinion don't look at what some somebody else has a family and they have a business and they have this relationship, and they travel, and they do this. Well, that's them. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not you. Mm -hmm. So each each person, my, I have four kids that are that are each of them are different, mm -hmm. and each of them, you know, march to their own drummer, mm -hmm. and not one of them is alike, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, which rem keeps reminding me that people are the same way. These are mm -hmm. my children that were were in most cases my my biology mm -hmm. you know was, is in there someplace mm. they were in my world saw my life and still marched to a different drummer <laughs> right. so so you 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 know you, you don't uh, it's what you want right it's what works for you so right now it, don't worry about it what my suggestion would be stay focused on what you're focused on right. um and go from there. <laughs> All right. No, I definitely appreciate it, Neil. Um, one last question. Knowing everything that you know right now, if you were to go back to your 20-year-old self when you were in those classes, what would you what would you tell yourself? It took me 20 years. I did a lot of what I say I'm talking about, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize I really needed to do it at the level I need to do it. Mm until 20 years later mm -hmm. would have been really nice because I would be 20 years further ahead or, you know, um, if I'd have done it, been a little more intense, mm. a little bit more focused, a little bit more often because um, I have the benefit, if you will, of being able to look back mm -hmm. and saying, wow, I mean, what I'm saying, I know works. Mm -hmm. And the agents and people who do what I suggest are doing really, really well mm -hmm. at a very high level with mostly great lives that, that they're involved with. Wouldn't it be nice if I could get to them earlier in their careers? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it have been nicer if I would have done it a little earlier in my career? Mm -hmm. So I would say... Um, buy what I'm selling at some level and get it started sooner than mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I do believe that, that look, there's, there's nothing wrong with this program. This right. is a great program, right. a great family life. I, I have, um, great kids. I have a phenomenal wife. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to, uh, work with my sales staff and do what needs to be done mm -hmm. on a really regular basis. Mm -hmm. And my support staff are, are terrific. Um, you know, even though the market's been a little crazy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're zigging and zagging and doing mm -hmm. what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, this too shall pass. This is my, we were just counting this the other day. This is the fourth, excuse me, um, the, the sixth recession and right now, I'm not calling it a recession, uh -huh. okay? But I've been through six recessions, and now in June, I noted the writing on the wall for what looks like we could be. We're certainly going into a market turndown right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. okay? We're going into a huge market turndown. And uh, some people are getting it, and some people aren't. Mm. But um, if you listed your home in on April, in last April, mm -hmm. you could get more f between five and fifty thousand dollars more for your home in April than you can today, mm. and that's just six months, five yeah. months. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, market's moving. Yeah, 
That's yeah. interesting. Hello, get that. Yeah. <laughs> hello, <laughs> yeah. hello. Yeah. <laughs> and that all goes back to, I mean, what you've been preaching the whole time, just knowing knowing your game. Knowing, knowing your the market. numbers, knowing the numbers, figuring out what's going on. These are the agents that, that I coach mm -hmm. in, in um, who's done a deal in the last week or so, who mm -hmm. hasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still, and these are, some of these agents in here, you make four or $500,000 a year, and I'm still mm -hmm. tracking, yeah. did they get something last week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Proof's in the pudding. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah, that's crazy. I like I like what you're doing. I like that mm -hmm. you're putting it out there for mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. and um, continued success to you and yeah. you guys. Yeah, I appreciate it, Neil. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs>